List. 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 Filling up the time on my podcast. Whoa. The Saturday list. Saturday list. What's it gonna be, man? You gotta know. Saturday list. Saturday list. Fire things on a list. Episodes you just can't miss. On the red bed, one cool dad basement. You wanna mint Saturday list. Saturday list. Gonna list him up, list him all the top five. Feel alive, Saturday list. Saturday list. Saturday list. Saturday list. Saturday Oh, folks, it's me, Mikey Krennic, here on Cool Dad's Basement once again. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Saturday thus far. And if you aren't, well, friendo, that's about to change. Uh, First and foremost, if you clicked on this podcast because you thought it said top five crypto, uh, that's because it did. Yeah, because I'm uh, rolling out a new cryptocurrency this week. It's called... Daddy Warbucks. Daddy Warcoin. Yeah, Daddy Warcoin. And fellas, when I tell you the blockchain I'm working with is something, it's something. That's the sound of the man making money on the block. Chain, oh, don't you know? And that's what everybody's singing about my new uh, uh, crypto, right? Really strong uh, Coinbase. Right? Uh, there's a it's a top tier blockchain. This one's going way past the moon. It's going all the way to the sun. So if you want to invest, now's the time. Just hit me up on my Venmo. Send me some money. Uh, you'll get the Founders Pack, and that'll include some Daddy Warcoin, uh, some blockchain access, general swag. You know, just kind of just swag that you you know th- th- your general swag. Uh, you know, I could have left it at that. A- and get this. How about this? If you're one of the first ten folks who invest in Daddy Warcoin, uh, you'll also get an exclusive uh, custom-designed austere alligator NFT. Mm-hmm. It's alligators, but they're rich. They've got, yeah, they got drip. You know, I mean, these these alligators are so drippy, I'm, I, you might as well call it a gush. You know, we almost called this gushing gators, but we we wouldn't want people to not take this seriously. So yeah, just just send me that initial investment uh, and start making space in your hard drive for your austere alligators. Uh, as a matter of fact, why don't you do that right now? Tune out, uh, go do that. You turn the podcast off. You know the crypto game already. You don't need to hear me. Uh, so yeah, just send me money uh, and I'll see you on the blockchain. All right, goodbye. All right, so now that those dumb assholes are gone, we can talk about something more relevant. The Loch Ness Monster. You know, there's some big news earlier this week. The discovery of plesiosaur fossils in an African riverbed. Now, that's the kind of big news you're thinking you want to hear Mikey Krennic's opinion on. You know, you you probably have a certain view of Africa as a country because you're a closed-minded racist, but I let no such biases color my worldview. I see news out of Africa. I'm reading it. I'm not going to say that has nothing to do with me. 
because my tiny bubble might might pop if I learn anything about Africa. That's classic white guilt stuff. But not me. No, sir. I'm a journalist. Damn it. And and not just for America, for the whole wide world. So so when I saw on mysteriousuniverse.org that someone had discovered proof that the Loch Ness monster could have existed. Uh, the only reason I hesitated when I saw Africa was because I always thought it was a Scotland thing. Uh, and it is, turns out. They just found uh, plesiosaur fossils in an African freshwater riverbed, which technically means there could be a plesiosaur at anywhere, anytime, uh, in any body of water. You know, you, you got a tub in your house? Well, you might want to check, make sure there's a plesiosaur in there. Right? You got your kid in that tub? Well... Go check. Make sure they're still there. You know, parents parents really love to write in and tell me they listen they listen to this podcast during bath time, but in the other room so that their kid doesn't hear the naughty words. So you guys better watch out that Nessie didn't grab them or that they didn't. Dr- well, that's really you know that's I'm not going to worry about that. That's not me. This the, all this talk of Nessie being possible, being theoretically possible, I suppose, got me thinking. Who are some of our finest cryptids? From all around the world. Well, it's Saturday, and this is a Saturday list. So I figured we we could find out by listing them then, couldn't we? The top five cryptids of all time. Now, cryptid uh, is an animal like a Bigfoot or a Loch Ness monster that uh, doesn't exist. That's what a cryptid is. And we're going to talk about the top five cryptids of all time, right? We'll start out with some dishonorable mentions here. The Mothman of West Virginia. Because no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The, the Mothman of West Virginia is not something we're going to be doing. You know, I, I see any online group discussing cryptids. There's, there's invariably going to be people who take the Mothman of West Virginia very seriously. Look, love what you love, but but you're lecturing people about the seriousness of, and I'll say it again, the Mothman of West Virginia. That's Is that what you're all about? Knock it off. Hey, knock it off. Another dishonorable mention is the skunk ape. Take a shower, you stink. Uh, but enough, enough unbelievable sensationalist claptrap. Let's get right to the top five cryptids of all time with the number five. How about this guy, the Pope Lick Monster? No, no, don't worry. I'm not talking about old Francis running up on you with his tongue wagging. No, no, no. This is, of course, the hideous and terrifying Goatman hybrid creature who dwells beneath a bridge in Louisville, Kentucky. And this guy is not messing around. Some say he attacks his victims with a blood-stained axe. Oh, yikes. Others say he leaps down from the bridge and he attacks cars as they drive beneath. Oh, I wouldn't want to be wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of that. My goodness gracious. Still others uh, uh, say his appearance is so hideous that just seeing him will make you leap from the bridge to your doom. And that is that's a powerful creature. You know what I mean? Cancel that that family vacation to Pope Lick Creek and beware our number five cryptid of all time, a homeless man who startled someone back in the 80s. All right, let's stay in the American South, North Carolina specifically, Cleveland County, North Carolina, 
Uh, more specifically, though they might want to call that one Cryptid County, because that's where we'll find our number four cryptid of all time, Nobby. That's right. The well-known legend of American lore. Nobby. Back in the, in the 1970s, Nobby fever swept rural North Carolina as a bunch of knobheads started seeing their very own Sasquatch near Carpenter's Knob, which is why they called him Nobby. I, I said it was rural North Carolina, okay? But, but, but old Nobby, he made himself quite the, quite the hometown celebrity back then. Uh, uh, he even had a movie made about him. Now, that's real clout. You know, the Mothman had a very serious movie made about him with Richard Gere. You know, not to, not to harp, but back to the dishonorable mentions, there was a serious Mothman movie with Richard Gere. Enough. Enough. But, but Nobby, his, his, his movie was a little more fun, a little more like a slasher monster type of movie. Uh, that's, and that's, that's what you're looking for in your cryptid. You know, that's what we've got in our number four cryptid of all time. Uh, uh, the guy people are still, to this day, making money off of in North Carolina. Of course, a homeless man who startled someone back in the 1970s. So now let's move on to our number three. And you Yankees might think, you might be rolling your eyes, thinking all these good old Southern boys and their superstitions. You know, but no way us here up in a cellar country would ever believe in some kind of nonsense like this. Well, guess again, fuckface. Our number three cryptid of all time is the Puckwudgie from, from New Hampshire and Massachusetts, that area, New England. Ah, I frightened myself just saying it. Puckwudgie. That might sound like an antiquated slur, but I assure you, uh, I'm not aware of that usage. The Puckwudgie is a tiny little man who lives in the woods, and he's got a nasty disposition. I'm just going to read you this, this rapidly escalating paragraph from Wikipedia. According to legend, uh, Puckwudgies can appear and disappear at will, shapeshift, lure people to their death, use magic, launch poison arrows, and create fire. Sheesh. That's a resume. And they really do sound like pricks. One of, one of their, their top tricks is using sand to blind their victims. That's not nice. The Native Americans in the area, and you, you, don't, you don't want me to try to say the tribe name. Don't pretend like you think that would go well. I'm not going to do it. They're, the Native Americans in the area uh, uh, believed that the Pukwudgies were once friendly uh, to humans, but eventually changed their minds. You know, no stated motive. Just, that's pretty rude. That's, they ghosted us, is what they did. They ghosted us. Puckwudgies sound pretty toxic, uh, by my estimation. But hey, they found their way into something you might have heard of. Now, tell me if you heard of this. Harry Potter? Puckwudgie is the name of one of the four houses in the American, and therefore, you know, significantly less fruity version of Hogwarts, and... They were confirmed to exist in the Harry Potter canon on the website Pottermore with an entry written by the author J.K. Rowling herself. And I'll just, why don't I just read that to you as well? Let's see what it says. It says here, Puckwudgies are a short, gray-faced, large-eared creature distantly related to the European goblin 
Fiercely independent, tricky, and not overfond of humankind, Pukwudgies are born with a single gender, and it's cool if they change it. They're actually, like, totally fine with it. But also, everyone knows it doesn't actually count. Like, I'll call a Pukwudgie boy who chops his todger off a girl if she, see I'm doing it, she wants, but like regular Pukwudgie women are much more special just so everyone knows. It's not about the freak puckwudgie. I've got no problem with that little rascal. I'm just concerned about this maybe undermining the feminine struggle that real female puckwudgies deserves credit for, even the billionaires who probably didn't even have to work all that hard to write their books. That's all a direct quote. Perhaps we should have looked a little closer at the Pottermore website. And there we would have found our number three cryptid of all time, a tribeless child that startled a Native American man in whatever that was, the year 1300. I don't know. My goodness, can you believe it? We've made it to number two. And wait, wait, what's this? Turning Japanese. This list is turning Japanese. I, I really think so. Because our number two cryptid of all time is from overseas. He's from the great nation of Japan. and But he might even be more of an evil spirit than anything else. Woo, that is. Woo. And I'm referring, of course, to the Aobozo. The large, sometimes as, as large as 10 foot tall, blue priest who roams uh, the different prefectures of Japan. And he has new tricks up his sleeve. Uh, uh, wherever he goes, you know, in the, in the Shizuoka pre- prefecture, he appears, uh, from the wheat and he snatches children in the Yamagata prefecture. It's, it's said one lives in an elementary school in the toilet of one of the restrooms from which he will appear and stare or, 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 oh, how about the, the Fukushima prefecture, uh, where an Aobozo once lived, uh, in an elementary school bathroom. Again, very spooky. Our number two cryptid of all time, Japanese pedophiles. Uh, Now, all right, before we go to number one, let's take a terrifying walk through the creepy woods and review our list uh, uh, for all the, you know, the lore slaves out there. Number five, we had the Pope Lick Monster. Number four was Nobby. Number three was Puckwudgies. Number two was, of course, the the dastardly Aobozo. And now it's time for number one. And for this one, let's travel back in time to 1735, to be exact. There's a tumultuous storm raging over the pine barrens of New Jersey, but an even grislier storm rages inside the Leeds household. For you see, Mother Leeds had twelve children already. What a blessing. But on this stormy night, no blessings would come to Mother Leeds. For on this stormy night, her thirteenth child was born. But this is no child. It is a demon 
a devil. Horrible bat-like wings, an equine face, sharp, gnarled talons, and capable of emitting a blood-curdling shriek. Mrs. Leeds's baby boy flew up the chimney and out into the storm, never to be seen again, except by those brave few who survived their encounter with our number one cryptid of all time a beast that still haunts my home state to this very day. The horrid, the profane, the terrifying. Big fucking bird that lives in New Jersey. It's called a sandhill crane. It, it's literally, it lives right where the story comes from, you dopes.